Yo, 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 it's your boy, the Mark Rob, aka Sean Matt Love, aka Gordon Darks, aka Pacey Twitter, aka Four Eye Willie, aka Thick Moranis, because honey, I don't give a fuck about them kids, aka Glup Shitto, aka Stevens P. Ilberg, coming at you with the latest episode of We Should Do This Again Sometime. In this latest batch of deleted scenes, me and Kat talk about a bevy of topics. We touch on the sequel trilogy for Star Wars. We talk about pushback to The Mandalorian. We even pitch a Batista rom-com featuring Drew Barrymore. <laughs> also, we talk about Guardians 3 and give our predictions for it before we recorded our Guardians 3 episode. And lastly, we round up with talking about the latest phase of Marvel. So, kick back, listen, and enjoy. That's why. Yeah, and and that movie is bad. Uh <laughs> <laughs> You don't say. You don't say. I don't really feel the need to expand on that. Uh I mean, it speaks for itself, man. It speaks for itself. But also, it is very funny to be like, "Oh yeah, this is my shirt from the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion movie." And everyone's like, I'm sorry, the what? But also because the Haunted Mansion is getting a new movie this year, which I am so excited about. Uh, I'm going to get to wear my old Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion movie shirt to go see fucking Jared Leto, the only thing I'm not excited about, in the new Haunted Mansion movie. Jared Leto out here in these streets, huh? You know? Regrettably. (laughs) Hilarious. I mean, everybody's got to eat cat. Everyone's got to eat. Yeah, but Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be in it as my favorite character, so. All right, see? Yeah, there's a, in, in the attraction, there's a head in a crystal ball, and the crystal ball floats. And uh, that's going to be Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Floating ass head? All right. Well, in this, it looks like she's. The idea is that she's like a fortune teller, right? And eventually she, you know, connects with the spirits in a way that they do not take kindly to. And they, she seems to be trapped in the crystal ball, right? Okay. And so in the movie, at least in the stuff we've seen so far, we are seeing her as a human. Okay. So... All right, so uh, so Thursday night, Thursday night midnight screening on deck. All right, all right. Hoping, hoping for press ass, uh, press access. <laughs> Disney, Disney. You know I'm gonna be so nice to you, Disney. Of course. You unless love- you, unless you make it, if it's better than the Haunted Mansion movie with Eddie Murphy, I will give it an A plus. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. My bar is so low. It's on the floor. I'm even willing to forgive Jared Leto, which is something I'm not often willing to do. Um, Hilarious. We gotta be easy, though, Cal. We can't be, we can't be shitting out here for Disney, man. Hold on. Spe- I just think, I just want to know how he's method acting a man who carries his own head in a hat box. Listen, if, if you ask that question... He may actually make the making of this movie, 
by severing his own head and carrying it around himself. You never know. You never do. Well, did you follow any of like all the Star Wars Star Wars news that for like the fifty shows that are coming out or whatever? I mean, not all of it because they've announced like fifty shows before and it none of them came out. <laughs> I don't even it's it's just like so much news. I don't know like I don't even know what movies were other than the Ray movie. Um, yep. There's gonna be that. Cause there's and a, I think there's gonna be one other one. I think it's the movie we're supposed to be twenty five thousand years before yes. Star Wars. Which why are we going that far back? Like I, I just I just don't Hopefully see there will be no pass. fucking Skywalkers. That's all I want. I mean it's gonna it's Skywalker's gotta start somewhere. We can get some midi chlorine action going on, you know? I listen, I would not mind learning a little more about midichlorians. I mean I think we're gonna see the it's gonna be the big bang of that, so Yeah. I mean I am excited that they're giving Daisy Ridley something to do. Because I think that Ray got lost in that shuffle so hard. I mean, shit, they all did. Yeah, but I think that she especially, like, at least Kylo Ren's story kind of finished. Yeah. Like, he had a first act, a second act, and a third act. And she had a first act and a second act. Yeah. And then it ended. Yeah, I I don't even... (sighs) I barely remember her purpose in that third movie. She doesn't have one. She's there to be sad when Kylo Ren dies. <laughs> She's there to kiss him to kill him. That's all that is. Notice how I specifically didn't mention that because it still makes me so angry. <laughs> yeah, man. And I that... told everyone it was coming, too. I'm like, I don't like that it seems like they're setting them up like they're hitting on each other. And everyone's like, yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. And then they did that. And I was like. If Ryan Johnson directed the third one, do you think he would have did that? If he had, I think it would have felt like it was earned more. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because he he wasn't. I mean, other than the, the shirtless torso scene. Well, he they've, was, they've they've got some banter, and he when he has her back, and they're fighting in that room, like the way that they look at each other. There's definitely some some something. But it's not it's not fully romantic, though. No, I just said I was uncomfortable with the fact that they were hitting on each other because I was worried they were gonna try to wham bam, thank you, ma'am. It. Yeah, and but, then they did. But I think that's badly. I mean, I, I think that's the genius of Ryan Johnson, though. Like, he at least had it ambiguous enough to where they have a relationship, but it's undefined. But there's a closeness that you can push it in either way. Yes. And I was hoping that three, like, the goal of the third one would be to explore those areas. Yeah. And, and... You know, maybe the, you know, whatever, make Snoke alive again. Because that makes more sense than what they did do. Um, 
Yeah. Or honestly, I really feel like they robbed Hux of an opportunity to be a big villain. Something, yeah. Um, like I think it would have been way more interesting if if he was actually the one like driving the bus the whole time. Yeah. And so then Kylo Ren has to decide. Well, first of all, Ray has to decide because she's like, oh, maybe there's something there. Is it worth what I would have to give up to pursue it? And then he's having that same struggle. And Hux is like, they're busy. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> like, yeah. that's way more interesting to me. And also, you don't need CGI Carrie Fisher to do it. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. And I'm... I, I part of me is tempted to ask you to cut this because I just don't want to deal with what happens when I discuss Star Wars on the internet. Um, <laughs> Do you want me to leave that in deleted scenes or not post it at all? Nah, no, you can post it. It's fine. But like, right. just FYI, I might not agree with you about Star Wars. Which piece? Oh, any any of it. Hold on, and that's I- okay. Just oh, don't be an asshole about it. I'm talking to the listeners. I was not you. Say, yeah. I was, okay. What part? Like, okay. I was like, all right, cool. Which part? I was very interested. Uh, oh, so you don't think uh, episode three is the best Star Wars? Okay. I'm a I'm a Return of the <laughs> Jedi stan unrepentantly. <laughs> I will be seeing that in theaters when they they bring it back in a couple weeks. All right. So. I can't watch it in San Antonio, man. I, I don't I don't like the movie watching experience in San Antonio. They have no life here, man. They are here seeing the movies, keeping it to themselves and going home, man. I want I want to see this I want to see this fucking geeks, man. Go to Austin. All the weirdos live there. Touche, man. Too fucking shay. So yeah, man. I'm going to slide up there, man. Like the motherfucking gun. Yo, cause like, cause I vividly remember the first time I watched a Star Wars movie here, and I'm like waiting for people to dress up. I'm waiting for like the, the lightsaber fights in the in the hallways and shit. And these motherfuckers was tame as hell. I was so sad. So sad, but I was I'll say whelmed. I was not underwhelmed or overwhelmed. I was whelmed with episode seven. Uh I liked Eight, because I thought it was an interesting direction for the series to go. Yeah. And I was very disappointed in nine, but I was also very disappointed in the way people acted about nine. What do you mean by that? I mean, it became like a fight. Yeah. Immediately, like, it was already a fight to justify liking The Last Jedi. Yeah. But it suddenly became such a different fight to be ambivalent about <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. Like, there were some things in it that I liked. There were some things in it that I didn't a lot. And I was like, I didn't. it wasn't my favorite. I think it's not very interesting. I wish that they had, uh, like, had a consistent tone. And it was like, oh, well, the tone of, of, of eight is inconsistent compared to seven. And I'm like... Yeah, because it felt like an escalation, but if you kind of watch them back to back, they still kind of feel like a piece. Like, <laughs> yeah. And this does not feel like it's a piece with either of them. Yeah. And, like, did I hate it a little? But not, like, 
Not enough that I'm like, ah! So, like, that was a whole other thing, that I wasn't angry enough to be a bitch about it. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't like it enough to be nice to it. Yeah. So then people were like, fake fan. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like. Yeah. Like, I've, I've been watching The Mandalorian, and I really liked this week's episode. Uh, spoiler alert for The Mandalorian. This is the week with Lizzo in it. Uh, it was a mystery. It was good. It was fairly self-contained, but it's clearly part of a bigger story. Very excited about that. Lizzo is good in it, and I'm tired of people pretending that she isn't. Yeah. That's a lot of people didn't like that episode. I don't get why. It's the first one that had, like, anything interesting happening this season. Well, and also, speaking to that, I heard people say they don't like this season very much at all. I mean, I'm going to try to wait until it's done to judge it, because I have a feeling that there are a lot of, like... There's some a lot of table setting happening. Okay. So if they're able to leverage that table setting, great. Yeah. But if they don't, it's not really interesting watching someone set a table for five episodes. <laughs> yeah. At least this episode, I felt like I was like, oh, okay, we're like, we figured out what this problem was for this other world and figuring out what this problem was for this other world was allowed us to do this, which is allowing us to do this. Yeah. Like, cool. I see how this fits in a little bit. Yeah. There's like a, uh, I think there's at least one. Um, I also new- think a lot of people don't like it because there's a lot of strong women and it's a, a very women-led season and some, some, some men <laughs> don't like that. I mean, there, there's some women, too, but no, I get some, you. Some fans. Some fans, yes, some fans. So now I, I'm I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, I, shit, I never watched the second season, man. So I'm, I'm just really bad at TV, man, like. I'm also very bad at TV, So uh, we can take a, a little two-week break and then come back with uh, Guardians 3. Oh, boy. I hope it's good. I am less and less optimistic all the time. I mean, yeah, those uh, th- those posters did, did uh, no justice. So, but, uh, Glad to know all the women in Guardians of the Galaxy are pacifists. Anyway, um... <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> they got the coochies out to the world. The other men are just like strong with big ass guns and shit. I mean, it's not even that. It's that they're sitting in a way that isn't easy to get up from. Like, if one of them was crouching or something, maybe we got something. But they're all like sitting with like legs crossed. Like, they're not going to be able to like get up and stab a hoe from there. Stab a hoe, basically. Um, just just let the women be violent, damn it. Um, anyway, I think I put the hunger on my watch list after the um after the Bowie doc, after Renee's stream. 
It's really good. I was very impressed by it. Oh, also Blade is good. You could watch Blade. Oh, fuck, yeah, Blade. Totally forgot about Blade, yeah. Well, I don't know about this new one that's going to come out, but definitely watch the well, original. Yeah, we're not, we're talking about the one that exists at the time of recording. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely so, yes. It really just depends how much they care about this getting out. And given the fact that they're doing it so close, I'm like, oh, okay, someone important is dying. Got it. <laughs> uh, Star-Lord getting knocked out. Uh... I don't think it's going to be him. I think it's going to be Rocket because they're introducing his girlfriend. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I think Rocket and Drax because Drax's uh, actor has already expressed that he has no desire to keep keep this physique. Batista? Yep. Is he trying to deflate? He just, like, wants to be... A normal boy? <laughs> he wants to be in a romance movie, and he should be able to do that. He really should, man. I, would, I want that for him. I would see a Batista rom-com before I would see a rock rom-com. I have a pitch for a Batista rom-com, but pitch. I don't know how to, uh, to who to talk to about this. Um... um so yeah. I have a pitch that a uh, he, you know, because he's just like a big dude. Mm. Uh, I think that, you know, I I want a OK, there is a girl. And it's like pretty small and unassuming, but she goes to the same gym, kickboxing class, whatever, as Batista. Right. Okay. And. She, it's because she's a spy. Um, okay. But hear me out, because I think it's I think this is good. Um, if you remember the uh, the movie This Is War with Reese Witherspoon, Tom Hardy, and Chris Pine, uh, this is kind of like that, but without the like triangle aspect. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think that when she is uh, not like training to kick ass she's like under deep cover right like she's trying to do some like corporate espionage or whatever right like she's working for a company that she's trying to take down from the inside is kind of what i envision her doing oh um, my god oh yeah I, i'm thinking of a, i'm gonna tell you the movie i thought of when you're finished you going? And, and i i want it to be like spy work but not like super like morally questionable spy work you know like i want it to be like oh yes obviously this is the right thing for her to be doing but like we as the audience know that but he does not know that your man so he is just like a sweet sensitive angel boy and uh he like maybe invites her out in my mind i'm seeing like an art museum uh and they start like going out sometimes but she's like not super available even though she claims like all she does is work and go to these kickboxing classes and uh eventually she like sees him with a guy who's probably like her handler or whatever and starts to get sus but like it's kind of this continual misconnections kind of deal of of them trying to to find their way to each other and and not and she maybe wants to try to pursue this but it's really hard with the job that she has to do and eventually he kind of gets swept up in it and they have to work together and they fall in love along the way and it's adorable um this the end 
So your man, Mark Wahlberg, did. What do you mean, my man? <laughs> I mean, that's Boston. He's Boston. Just because we're both from the land of fucking Dunkin' Donuts, which I don't even goddamn drink, by the way, uh, does not mean that we have anything in common. I mean, I mean maybe, maybe not. I don't, I don't have a successful burger operation. That we know of. That we know of. I don't of. think... Is he the one who did the hate crimes? No. Well, yes. Yes, he did do the hate crimes. His his brother owns the Wahlburger Dilly Dad. Yeah. I didn't do any hate crimes. I'm I glad. Think. I'm, I hope not. Shit. I, I don't know. Uh, I didn't, but like. He did a movie, and I think it was 97 or 98, called The I think the big hit where he's he <laughs> he's like a spy or no, he's a hitman and by day and by night he's like tries to be like a, a homemaker for his girlfriend who doesn't know he's a hitman. I love that. Except I want Dave Batista to just be like the homemaker who slowly figures out that his like girl roommate that he's in love with is maybe a spy. Jesus Christ, what was that? Some some man who's not satisfied with this package. Uh, so uh alternately, so my my alternate take here for for him is uh all of them involve him just kind of like being a guy who falls in love with a, like a a kick-ass woman in some yeah. way. Yeah. But uh alternately I really like the idea of like him being I really liked his like take on being a teacher in Knock at the Cabin. Yeah, yeah, I did and too. And so maybe in in my mind uh he is a teacher in a in a town and uh he's got a kid from a previous relationship or it could be like his niece that he has to raise or whatever. Cause I know sometimes like, especially larger men with like ex wives sometimes make women uncomfortable, especially in rom-coms for some reason. So maybe he's raising his niece. Um, okay. And there is a new teacher at school and she is a single mother. Let's assume that the husband died, um, or something, uh, disappeared, cheated on or whatever. Uh, and they have kids who are the same age and best friends. And so they keep bumping into each other from that. And the kids are maybe trying to set them up, not in an obnoxious way, (laughs) but in a, like, I want to go to the park. 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 And they keep bumping into each other. Okay. And then the kids run off together and leave them by themselves. And so their relationship (laughs) initially is built of these little kind of snippets of conversation in between their, like, 10-year-old kids playing together. A little bit like It Takes Two. Yeah, a little bit. Um, But, you know, there's there's obviously going to be some drama. Maybe the husband isn't dead. Maybe he just, like, ran away to Mexico, and now he's, like, back and wants to, like, try to make it work because he's been doing a lot of thinking. Um, And... Uh, Dave Batista is just naturally more sensitive and kind than he is. 
uh, and he really wants to like be there for her. So he like understands and he gives her space and his like, she's got to have a boy kid and he's got to have a girl kid for this to make sense. Uh, <laughs> okay. And like she, the, the little, the, I think the little boy is got to be trying to coach the mom. <laughs> okay. He's like, all right, listen, I know a thing or two about girls. Like, and the mom <laughs> is just going to be like, all right, all right, Jimothy. Uh, Jimothy. And then, but as the movie goes on, it's going to be like less and less about the kids and more and more about like them. And yeah. maybe it's like bros or one of, maybe, maybe Dave Batista dreams of running a bakery someday or something. <laughs> and a lot of it is about that. Just saying him making bread would be really fucking hot. You, um, oh my God. You know what I, th- oh, 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 fucking hilarious. You know what I thought about? Have you ever seen that movie Strange in a Fiction with Will Ferrell and, um, Oh, it was so good. It's actually better than what you would expect from a Will Ferrell vehicle. Uh, the Maggie Gyllenhaal Hall is like the 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 opposite. I actually think if you ever do watch it, I think it's worth catching. Like the the baseline story is Will Ferrell. He is um he's like an accountant or something. He's like some corporate job and he's like notified of like when he's about to about to pass about to die but he kind of he falls in love with this local baker and it's funny but it's not like will ferrell funny where it's like you know you know will ferrell comedy it's it's not that like it's similar to how if you take aquafina from a 15 down to a seven like yeah like it's basically they take Will Ferrell down from a fifteen to a seven, and he's actually charming and sweet in that movie. I can actually see Dave Bautista doing something where he is, even though he's big and muscular, he's still sweet and sensitive and charming. I think you can pull that off, man. Um, yeah. Okay. So he's the baker, and yeah. Then there's a lady with a corporate job. Okay. Wait. I'm I'm revising my pitch because I think. I like the idea of the kids still as at least an initial vehicle. Okay. She's got a kid. Maybe. I'd say that kid is optional, but he works at a bakery and she goes like every day for like a cup of coffee and a croissant or whatever. And, uh, she notices the kid is there all the time, like reading a book or doing their homework or whatever. And so eventually she asks, you know, do you want me to take care of your kid for like an hour or two? I can bring him to the park. Uh, I'm going to assume she's a teacher. So she's got some time in the afternoons. And he's like, oh, yeah, that would be amazing. But like, you don't have to. And then she does. And he's like, cool. Like, let me get you dinner. And then they like try to go to dinner. But the sitter cancels last minute or whatever. So like the kid has to come and it's super awkward. And there's like whatever the opposite of sparks are. (laughs) Okay. Um, But then like. As time goes on, they realize they both, like, judge the other one too quickly and that, like, maybe it's all going to be okay and it's going to work out. And, like, in my mind, she teaches, like, math. So, like, he needs (laughs) somebody to help the back end of the business and she does math. And, like, it is something that, you know, they can kind of bond over and eventually, like, the kid is kind of old enough that he doesn't need to be in it all the time. Who's the woman? We need we need a lead now. Ooh, 
I'm just trying to think who would like look good next to Batista because they often cast men in that way. Mm, you know, true. That's true. Um. Well, he, Batista's like Batista. Batista's born in '69. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, I was gonna say he is. So he's what? Like he's 54. Yeah. Okay. Uh hang on. Because I'm not gonna be one of those like 15 year difference people. Nah. Because I was thinking that super tall girl from Tenet, but not her. Because she's mad young. I think she's your age, isn't she? Kate Winslet. We love Kate Winslet too. That's that's our default answer for any woman we want to see in the movie. Kate Winslet. Which is I, I not think a bad thing. Kate Winslet would be really good. But also, wait, let me double check an age here. She was so good in the holiday. I love her. So in love. Drew Barrymore. Hmm. Drew Barrymore. That like really relentless positive energy, but also that little like wry twist to her that sometimes is just like, hmm. When was the last Drew Barrymore movie? I think we're due. I agree. Um, I think it was oh god, was it blended? Let me see. <laughs> god, I hope not. She was in a Netflix Christmas movie, A Castle for Christmas in 2021. Um, let's see. Blended was 2014. <laughs> That's funny. Um well, I think we're good for a uh, we're due for a good Drew Barrymore movie. Yeah. I think that she could really play off of him really well. Yeah. Because they both are, like, sensitive with big hearts. I don't know if you've watched any of her, um, like, stuff, uh, like her interviews that she's done recently, where she'll, like, really, like, she did one with Brooke Shields that just broke my heart, where they are sitting on the floor together and she's like, did you, when Me Too started, did you say nothing because you were so young? Like, I was so young and I saw so many horrible things that, like, I didn't know were horrible. And I felt guilty for being complicit even though I was a child. Like, how, do, is that something you also experienced? And they, like, just talk about how being a kid in a system like this, like, how it completely, like, warped their perception of yeah. of rightness and goodness and if they said something about you know the me too movement like would they also be punishing their families in some way and like it was heartbreaking but it was so so good she is a really good interviewer i think yeah i've seen i see clips and stuff i saw i saw the clip with um the woman who was in the last of us in that, that B yellow, B yellow jacket show. And she was talking about her husband and how they met. And he was talking about how, because he was a recovering addict, he didn't feel like worthy of her. And I was like, Whoa, like they're talking about this on daytime TV. Like that shit got mad real, but yeah. Um, but she was, but she is sensitive enough to where it doesn't, it doesn't feel as if she's like pandering for gossip or any of that shit. Like 
she's actually interested in to hear what they have to say, and she's very sensitive with with the power that comes with that. So, um, Drew Barrymore, come on the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I would love to especially hear about like we don't even have to talk about movies. I would love to hear about her philosophy of how she interacts with people on her programming and how she kind of chooses to engage with everything. I'd love to chat with her about her makeup line, which I think is really interesting. (laughs) Um, You know, I understand that because she is part of a lot of properties that are very like nostalgic for a lot of people and that people care a lot about. uh, She's never going to be able to get out of the shadow of some of those things. But at the same time, like I don't want, if she ever did decide to come on the show, Drew Barrymore, come on the show, uh, her to feel that we might be trying to pick scabs just because we are a film podcast. Yeah. We're going to do that silly shit around here. So, Oh my God. (laughs) Man, her nineties run was pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. But, um, but no, man, like, I think I think I think her and Batista would be an interesting pairing. I can I can definitely see that. As long as I don't I don't want uh she's done cause she was she married to Adam Sandler at one point? Don't know. Cause they're in mad movies together at one point. They're working on something together now, I think, according yeah. to her. Or maybe they're just like best friends or something. It seems like they're just kind of best friends. It seems like they're kind of like getting each other in a way that I I think seems a little uncommon in a positive way. But yeah, I think they are just uh, best friends, uh, which is definitely so. Cool. Yeah, uh, I did not realize that he is uh, six feet six inches tall. I knew he was big, but I did not. No, oh, Batista? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Batista's fucking... Batista's the fucking unit, bro. Like, yo. Like, I, I knew, but like... 6'6". Six, six, like, I was expecting... If you had told me like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, I would have been like, yes, of course. But like 6'6", six, six, I'm like, people aren't that big. Like... They are not. And, that, and, to, and to be fair to The Rock, that that's his problem, too. Like, it's just the... And well, it's that and the rock. Drew Barrymore is five four, so she's gonna need some mighty fucking shoes. Some big Uh, soap boxes, some big soap boxes. But she's gonna need the shoes that uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. had to wear to look to look Paltrow in the eyes. Jesus Christ! Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but that's kind of the problem that Rock has. But Rock wants to look cartoonishly ripped all the time mm-hmm. so putting him opposite next to just a a, a regular smuggler woman is just difficult it's just hard um how so dune is coming out this year right yeah i wonder how batista oh no he died that's right duncan idaho died that is I, not I, batista duncan, no, no, I was gonna say how how tall is Jason Momoa gonna look against Batista, but we'll never know now. We'll never know. Well, let me let me just do a, a cheeky Google here and he's six four, so he's two inches shorter than him. He's six four? Yeah, he's very tall. Mm. 
Oh no. Yeah, I've I've seen him in real life before. That might be his height and shoes, but he's a okay. he's a, a tall dude. Okay. Alright. Well, he was he was pretty statuesque and, and thrown, so I give him that. I keep I keep underestimating Batista. You know what I did this morning? I listened back to our Dune episode. And I gave Batista props, and I I keep fucking underselling. I I gave Momoa props. And I keep underselling Momoa. So, Shout yeah. Out to I mean, I also think he kind of like got it together at a certain point. Like yeah. his 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 Aquaman outings, I don't really super fuck with. Yeah. I don't I don't love fuckboy Aquaman. Um, and That's I don't know. I don't know whose choice that was. I don't know if that was his choice or a directing choice. Um, So I'm hesitant to blame him entirely. Uh, But, like, every once in a while I'll see Momoa in a thing. I'm like, right, yeah, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's in that great movie I love. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot he did a thing that I liked. (laughs) Yeah, basically. But meanwhile, I will say that Batista often, I'm like, that thing was horrible, but holy shit, I love Dave Batista in it. Hilarious. I I am still thinking about his performance in Knock at the Cabin like months later. And that is the only part of that movie I'm still thinking. Oh, that and Jonathan Groff at the end are the only part of that movie I'm still thinking about. Yeah, Definitely. definitely. That and how much strawberry shortcake was in that. Um, Hilarious That and, girl's so sweet Just like her name Oh, sorry <laughs> Hilarious Well, I mean, M. Night is definitely a director Who who maybe overly loves everyone mm. but, he, but he definitely loves everyone in his movies Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that I find really hard to, like, quit About Shyamalan's movies even though I I really haven't enjoyed one fully in a long time is is that love (laughs) yeah like I I bet working on set with Shyamalan is so nice yeah like I I bet like every it probably feels like summer camp (laughs) yeah and like I don't know that sounds nice considering how many like horrible fucking people there are out there yeah. Who, you know, treat their actors like shit or let the other so actors the multiverse treat each other saga like shit. Like, it's going to be uh, four, five, and yeah. six. So, we just started five. Phase six is supposedly Deadpool 3, Fantastic Four, Kang Dynasty, and Secret Wars. So, I can't wait to see how they're going to do Kang Dynasty now. <laughs> they're going to go to the multiverse, find another black man. <laughs> Act like nothing ever happened. <laughs> John Boyega, here's looking at you, kid. Oh, um, dog! They're gonna get yeah, yeah. They're gonna they're gonna find some black man waiting. Uh, oh my God! Could you imagine if they're just like he's white now? Oh my God! How fuck? I may respect it. Fuck it. Just go nuts. Fuck it. Kang, Kang is now Adam Driver. Oh my. God, that's crazy enough to work. <laughs> uh, and he's also Marvel, because I know you listen to this show. Kevin, I'm talking to you directly. Yes. If you make Howard Stern 
Doctor Doom. Oh my god. I will do unspeakable things to myself and oh to my people god. you love. This this is your Joker origin story right here. Learn that we're in phase five. You become the Joker don't, cat. Don't fuck Doom. He is your strongest and most interesting villain. Oh man. Ooh doggy. Ooh doggy. We're in some weird times, cat. We're in some weird times. Sure fucking are. <laughs> uh I didn't know we were in phase five. I, I'm 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 so surprised we're in phase five, man. Like I don't know what the hell's coming and going on Marvel anymore, man. As the cat takes a big gulp. Of water. We're hydrating tonight. Yes, we love it. We love it. <sighs> nah, man. How dare you make me a part of this, Marvel? <laughs> are we in too deep, cat? Well, are you in too deep? Because I'm like, there's movies I haven't watched. I haven't watched. I, I haven't watched. No, I skipped the fuck out of Quantumania. I, I've skipped a lot of these. So I haven't seen Eternals. I haven't seen Strange. I haven't seen Love and Thunder. I haven't seen Quantumania. All right. I haven't. Hang on. Let me pull them up. Okay. I saw. I'm Shang-Chi. I saw No Way Home. Oh, oh, I missed the Eternals as well. I don't know where that is on this list. Um, Because I don't care. Uh, Black Widow was bad. I wish I hadn't seen it. Shang-Chi did not see. (laughs) Eternals was bad. Spider-Man I saw. It was fine. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness I did see. I expected more from Raimi. But as we realized when we went back and watched some of his older stuff, I was wrong to do so. Um, I love you, Kat. Thor, Thor, Love and Thunder, uh, one of my favorites, but mostly because it has reminded me of a friend who has left this mortal plane, uh, mm-hmm. and I hope that he is uh, looking down happily from Valhalla. Uh, Black there Panther Wakanda Forever, I missed in theaters, because frankly, I couldn't be asked. I waited for that to come out on Disney+. Plus. It was fine. Um, I, watched, I watched a bunch of the oh, TV, TV shows. shows. Because it was like the only new content during the fucking pandemic. Don't <laughs> at me. Um, yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp I missed. Guardians I saw. I am probably going to skip. Oh, are you going to skip the Marvels? I don't know. Ooh. Ooh. There's part of me that's like, maybe I'll just dip back in at Deadpool 3. Oh, so you're going to skip like four movies. I might. Whoa. That's, uh... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> I mean, I don't blame you, man. I feel like... I don't know, man. I think... I don't want to see the Marvels. I have literally no stakes in it, but... I don't know. I gotta have hope that it's a, a good movie... Maybe. This might be one of those ones that I pay to go see, like pay for a ticket to see and don't actually attend. 
Because I, mean, I yeah. don't want the women-centric Marvel movie to fail, but also I'm so tired, and it's coming out in like three months, not even. Like, uh, so apparently November 10th is when it's coming out, and I mean, it's coming out in emotionally three months from now. Um, hilarious. So I don't know, man. I I can't do no Marvels, man. I I. I to support a woman, I can do it, but I have no... And I mean, listen, I have no interest in going to see the new Little Mermaid movie, but I'm going to see it at least twice to support all those little black princesses that need this movie to do well. Yes, yeah, support the little black babies. I don't want to see Blade, but I, I would rather watch it just to see what Marshalla does than the actual sit through a Blade, but I think he could put it off, but I mean... There's so many pump fakes on it now that who the fuck knows when this shit is even coming out. So, but yeah, man, this MC shit is funny. Oh, I don't know if I've asked recently, but um, a lot of folks on Twitter that I've been kind of fucking with as far as like film Twitter or whatever, um, they're definitely seeing uh, Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller, and the Flash movie. Um, I don't. I still don't think I'm going to go see it. Um, have your thoughts changed on it at all? Or are you going to go see it? I I'm not going to see it. There it is. There it is. So I now, might man. I might check it out on streaming. Yeah. But. I am at the point now where as soon as I saw that the producer said, you will forget what Ezra Miller did. I, I, I said, I will not be giving you the satisfaction of that. At least not with my $14 movie ticket. Yeah. I can't pay dollars for it. That's the thing, man. Like, yeah, I can't do that, man. So God bless anyone else, but that's just me, man. But Kat, we're gonna need Barbie, so we're gonna hold out for Barbie. Yeah, we are. Kat, we're gonna need Dune, we're gonna need Barbie, we're gonna have fun in the sun, we're gonna live life, Kat. We're gonna so- live life. Somehow. Exactly, much, literally. Much, much like Palpatine returning, somehow we will get through this. Um. Exactly. We absolutely will, Kat. We absolutely will. All right, all right. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Next week, you get a new episode of Deleted Scenes while we start our summer vacation. But until then, love you. Peace. Bye. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, rate us five stars, leave a review, and tell a friend to tell a friend. Follow cat at cat underscore chin at T on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Follow Marcus at Show and Mad Love, S-H-O-W-I-N-M-A-D-L-O-V on Twitter and Letterboxd. Follow the show on Twitter at Cat and Mark. This podcast is executive produced by Kellen Conley and Eric Greenlee. Thanks for listening. We should do this again sometime. This is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?